So listen, I'm really excited to be here for the Bernie Business Chamber. Uh, did anybody hear me speak last year? Was anybody here last year that heard me speak? Okay, really cool. Uh, so last year I was here and uh, really enjoyed my time, but I have to start off with this. The Bernie Business Chamber was a pretty integral part of my story with Luxury Home Magazine. And I wanna start with that because I think it's really important. Everybody in here a member, raise your hand if you are not a member, because we're gonna attack you right now. Who's not a member? Okay, well, we got one. All right, we got them, okay. So only one person's not a member? Two. Okay, three. Okay, all right, all right. So, so for those of you who are not members, what's that? I love it, I love it. So let me share just really briefly before I jump in what happened for me is I, I, I came to Bernie and I said, I had this magazine and I said, listen, I, I'm starting this magazine. I don't even have it printed yet, but, it, but, but this is what it's gonna look like and I just need a place to put it. And I ran into Jesse. Does anybody know Jesse Martinez? Okay, Jesse. Now, now here's the story about Jesse. For years, Jesse said that I was his son. He's not my dad, just so y'all know. Jesse is not my dad. <laughs> but for years, he would say that. But he said, listen, Tomas, I need you to become a member, and we'd love to have your magazine. And from that point on, I went to every ribbon cutting. Who's been to a ribbon cutting yet? Look at the hands. Look at the hands. That's fantastic. And what happened is because of the ribbon cuttings, what do you think ended up happening with that? I started meeting people. I started networking. I started finding people that were my tribe. You know how you find your tribe? You find people that are like you. And it really helped my business. And so let's give a round of applause just to start off for the chamber. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Really appreciate it. So now, what do I do? I own a magazine, I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, and I am a father to a 10-year-old. Anybody got little ones, right? My son is 10, and let me tell you, tomorrow cannot come fast enough, all right? He has already tried on his costume four times. He's already practiced, we've done a run through the whole nine yards. And so, if you know anything about speaking, if you know anything about getting in front of people, my son always asks me, do you get nervous? And I look at my son, I look him dead in the eye, and I said, every single time. And he's like, really? You do this a lot? And I said, no, no, you don't understand. Just because you do something a lot doesn't mean that you're not gonna get a little nervous. That's just part of the process. And so I want you to know that I'm pumped to be here because I wanna talk about something that's really important that I think is, it's really gonna help everybody in the room, and it's mindset. It's the idea behind mindset because one of the most powerful things for all of us is how you use your mind. Now, if you're a business owner, raise your hand. Who's a business owner? Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Okay, so for those of you that raise your hands, you know that what we're about to talk about is a, a integral part to your success, is your mindset. Integral part to your success. But, but before we get into that, I need you to understand something about elephants. And you'll get the point to this in just a second. There's a paper on your, uh, on your desk. You'll see a little paper there. And in a minute, we're going to read some, but don't get it yet. Some of y'all are cheating. Remember, I don't know if y'all know I was a teacher. So no, no, don't, don't turn over your papers yet. We got <laughs> we to get to it. But I want you to know something about elephants. I've got five facts that I want you to know about elephants because this is really important. Number one is that it's the largest land animal in the world. Number two, 
It's the trunk of an elephant has 40,000 muscles that work the trunk. Okay, number three, elephants can live to be 70 years old. That's interesting, and that will come up in a minute. Number four, elephants have poor eyesight, you know, poor, you know, elephants. And number five, they can cry, play, and have incredible memories, and they can even laugh. Now with that, what I want you to do is take your paper and flip it over. There's a paper on your desk because I need us to go through this paper right here. If you flip it over to where it says developing a mindset to win. Because now that you know those five facts about elephants, we need to know about the elephant and the rope. Now mindset begins with change. Your attempt may fail but never fail to make an attempt. As my friend and I were passing elephants, we suddenly stopped confused by the fact that these huge creatures were being held by an only a small rope tied to their front foot. No chains, no cages. It was obvious that the elephant could at any time break away from the ropes that were tied, but for some reason they did not. Anybody ever seen this when you go and you see that rope that ties around their leg? My friend saw the trainer nearby and asked why these beautiful, majestic, magnificent animals just stood there and made no attempt to get away. Well, he said, when they were very young and much smaller, we used the same size rope to tie them. And at that age, it was enough to hold them. As they grow up, they are conditioned to believe they cannot break away. They believe the rope can still hold them. So they never tried to break free. My friend was amazed. These animals could break away at any point from these bonds, but because they believed they couldn't, they were stuck right there tied to that small rope. Now we know that the elephant is the largest land animal. We know they have 40,000 muscles in their trunk, but yet they're conditioned to believe that they couldn't do something that they could easily do rather quickly. Now the point that I wanna to make to that is this. There are two mindsets. If you flip your paper over, there are two mindsets. There are two mindsets that are critical for business owners where you find yourself. And this is how you can start categorizing your thinking. Now, there are fixed mindset and there's growth mindset. Has anybody ever heard this before? Raise your hand. Does anybody know what book this comes from? Anybody know the book? It's called uh, The uh, Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. Get the book. If you have kids, Trust me, you want to read this book if you are a parent, even if they're getting older. So you have fixed and growth mindset. Now, here are two different mindsets. Take a look at this for me, because I want you really quickly to tell your neighbor which one is which. Read the definition and tell your neighbor which one is which. I'll give you 15 seconds, go. Talk to your neighbor, let them know. Okay, who wants to help me out? What's the first one? And you can fill it in on your note sheet. What's the first one right over here? Everybody say it out loud. Fixed. fixed. Now, what do we know about fixed mindset? What do we know? 
A fixed mindset is basically saying my abilities stop. I can't get any better. And who did we just read about that had a fixed mindset? The elephant, the largest land animal. That we're talking about a beast that could tear up most of our cars and yet a small rope was holding it down because it was conditioned to believe. And so that elephant had a fixed mindset. Now what's a growth mindset? It's a belief that your basic qualities are things that you can cultivate. Now what does that mean to cultivate? That means you can get better. Right? You can get better. And we, you know, I, I remember my dad saying, you know, well, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's just not true. Right? We can all learn. Everybody in this room can have a growth mindset. Now, for all my business owners, raise your hands again. Raise your hands again. Now, I want you to imagine, hands down, now I want you to imagine that if you started your business with a fixed mindset and you said, you know what? Tomorrow's going to stink. I probably shouldn't show up. You know what? Nobody's buying from me for the last two weeks. I should probably close my business. I can't figure out a P&L. I'll never learn finances. I need to shut this down. I was there, right? Here's the thing. Everybody in here, we can learn. And it's so important that you have an understanding of both of these mindsets. Because here's the thing. If you stay in a fixed mindset, you're going to be just like the elephant. You're never going to move forward. You're going to always be stuck and chained with that small little rope because you were conditioned to believe that you can't. And so the idea is we've got to go, no, you know what? If I actually practice something... I can cultivate it and get better. It's so important. So with that, we're going to dive right in to really the piece that I want to talk about. And this piece is the five ways to win in life and business. These are the five ideas that will help you in life and in business. Now, if you notice on your note sheet, I have a website. Anybody see that website? And did you notice something on the website on the end of it? What did you notice? It says, Bernie, Gabe and I created a website just for today. And that website has corresponding videos to every one of these that I'm going to talk about on my website. So if you go to TM3 Impact and you go slash Bernie, don't do it now. Don't, Kevin, don't do it right now. Okay, don't wait. Just wait. <laughs> but if you go to that site later on, you're going to see a lot of my teachings on exactly what I'm going to talk about in a little bit more detail because... I only have like 30 more minutes. No, really. I, oh, I've got 15 minutes. No, just how much time do I have? I got 20 minutes. <laughs> Since I only have 20 minutes, you really need to go to the website and watch my videos. Okay, please do that, right? So let's go through these because I really want to help you. Number one, responsibility is the pathway to meaning. And you'll see down at the bottom of your sheet, you can kind of fill this in. Responsibility is the pathway to meaning. Number two, engage in the process, the process. And that word is critical. Process, process, process. Number four, you need to acquire the steps in, uh, number three, excuse me, acquire the steps in the value cycle. 
I'm a big believer in all of these, but the value cycle, you're going to see, put a star by that one. That one's really, really important. Number four, channel the best in others. Channel the best in others. And last but not least, health is wealth. I am a big believer that when you take care of yourself, you give yourself the best opportunity to gain wealth as you age, as you get older. Because that is more, there are more years that you can work. So let's really break this down. Number one, responsibility is a pathway to meaning. Does anybody know who Jordan Peterson is? Anybody read his book, 12 Rules for Life? Okay, you know, all right, you know. This book is a game changer, okay? Uh, this book was a nonfiction book that sold two million copies in a little over a year. It is by far one of, the, one of those most thought-provoking books. But he said this, I got to see him at the Tobin Center, and this was one of the first things that came out of his mouth. He said, responsibility is a pathway of meaning. And he, he felt like this was the next chapter to his book. And when he said that, I wrote it down and I was like, oh my goodness, let's think about this for a minute. Anybody remember these pictures when you were younger? Right? The glamour shots, right? So this is young Tomas. This is probably eighth, eighth grade, somewhere around that ballpark, right? Now I want you to go back to eighth grade and think of the word responsibility, right? And you're laughing, right? You're like, okay, chores, walking the dog. I got to clean up the backyard because of the dog. You're thinking of all of the little responsibilities that you had. But I don't want to leave anybody out because some of you had on these jeans, these pants right here. Okay? I know, I know some of you were wearing these jams back in the day. All right? Some of you were. But the ladies, I'm not leaving you out either. I know you had these. Who, who brought back the jean jacket? Anybody bring it back? Any, no one here? I, I usually have three people that always say they brought the jean jacket back. <laughs> you got a jean jacket. I love it. Yes. Now, go back to young you, right? Young you. What was your responsibility level? What was your level of responsibility? Was it low or high? <laughs> it was like, and for me, I was just like, can I go below the floor? Like, how do I, how low can I go, you know? Your responsibility level is really low. But see, as you get older, what happens to your responsibility? It increases, right? And so the thing is, I want you to think Homer Simpson. <laughs> now stay with me for those of my Simpson fans. Anybody in the room Simpson fans? Now I want you to know where I got this from. Jordan Peterson talked about this. He talked about it because his favorite show is The Simpsons. We're talking about one of the smartest guys in the world, and he loves The Simpsons. And he said, listen, here's the deal with responsibility. We don't want to be Homer. Everybody say, I don't want to be Homer. You don't want to mix vodka and mayonnaise. That's a bad mix. Can we all agree to that, right? So here's what happens in the show. Marge is getting on his case. He walks into the room. He's got a bottle of mayonnaise. He's got vodka and she's giving him a hard time. He takes the vodka, throws it in the mayonnaise, shakes it up and he says, that's a problem for future Homer and passes out. Now, there's so much truth to Homer Simpson. There's so much truth to that because future you is counting on you to take responsibility today. Not to wait 
Not to say I'll do it later, not to go, you know what, it's, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. No, no, future you is saying, please, please take care of your responsibilities today so that future you can celebrate and not be like Homer Simpson. Future you is pleading its case, please. And this goes for business. This goes for life. This goes for everything. Take responsibility because when you take responsibility, guess what? You find meaning. You find purpose. And it's so important. All right, engage in the process. Number two, engage in the process. Now, my coach, Tony, I box. Anybody here box? Anybody ever done that? Okay, yes. We got two boxers in the room, I love it. Now boxing is a full body, crazy workout. It's unbelievable, I absolutely love it. And Tony always has a saying, this is my trainer right here, Tony. Now, I just want y'all to know if you work out with Tony, it's gonna hurt, I'm just letting y'all know right now. It's just part of the process, okay? Now Tony wears a hat, he had it on today. Guess what his hat says? Trust the process. Now here's the thing. When it comes to process, we can fight it. We could think we want to shortcut the process. Well, I want to get from plant to harvest. I want to go from planting to give me the harvest. Or maybe, you know, you want to go straight from, I'm just going to go right to the harvest. Can't we just get the harvest? Can we just skip everything and go right to it? And the reality is, that's not how work, anything works. That's not how business works. That's not how a life works. You've got to plant, then you need to what? Cultivate. You've got to build. And then lastly, when you cultivate really well, what do you get? Ooh, you get a harvest. But does it work every time? Anybody, any farmers in the room? Have you ever cultivated and cultivated and cultivated and then you didn't get anything? Right? Sometimes weather, right? Sometimes there's, it freezes. There are things that come up that where the process, you did the process, you cultivated, but the harvest didn't come because there are other factors that were involved, right? But here's the thing I want to tell you. Engage. Don't be afraid of the pop, uh, the, don't be afraid of the process. Now I'm about to show you something that may offend some of you, and I just want to prep everybody. Don't, please don't be offended, but I think this is the best chicken sandwich in the world. I just want to let y'all know. If you're offended by this, I want you to know this, this is the best chicken sandwich in the world. Do y'all know where this comes from? Say it out loud. Ooh, this is Popeyes. I know it's sacrilegious, I know, I know. And I don't want to start an argument, but I want to tell you, I took one bite and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Has anybody had this? Is it, raise your hand if you've had this. What? Two people? Romy, we got two people in here that have had this. You've had it. I'm telling you right now, it's coming back. It's coming back. And I'm telling you, go get one. But here's what you need to know. Popeye's did not engage in the process. Do you know what happened? They ran out of buns. You know why you couldn't get a chicken sandwich? Because they couldn't figure out how to get buns for the chicken sandwiches. Now, isn't that the craziest thing you've ever heard of? Have you ever been to Chick-fil-A and they said, we don't have any more chicken? <laughs> Has that ever happened? 
Chick-fil-A's never run out of chicken. They've never run out of buns, right? Why? Because they're in the process. They're consistently in the process. Now, don't let this slip by your business. Don't let this slip by because sometimes we can get so deep in the weeds, right? If you've read the E-Myth, we work in the business. We're in it. We're in it. We're the technician. We're just, we're baking that pie. We're baking that pie. And when we pull our head up, we realize that we've been working in it, not on it. Now catch that, right? We've been working in it, but not on it. There's two totally different things. And the on it is where you really start to build your processes that are going to help you be successful. That's where you're really going to hit your stride to get your business to the next level. So don't be like Popeyes, okay? Make sure that you engage in the process. Now, one of my videos, you're going to see this. There is no progress without process. Anybody ever try to get really fit? Anybody ever try to get really, really in shape, right? And then you're like, you're like working, you're working. And then you're, and, and you're six months in. Has anybody been in that position where you're like, nothing's changing? Anybody been there? Yeah. I mean, you're putting in the effort. You're, you're trying to eat rice cakes. You're doing everything you can. You're like, oh my gosh, if I eat another almond, I'm going to die. But you're in the process, but you don't see the progress. But here's the thing, most people don't stay in process long enough to see the progress. Most people won't stay in the grind. They won't stay in that uncomfortable position long enough to see the progress. I remember Tony, my coach, y'all saw Tony, my coach. I remember one day he said, dude, like, are you, you just gonna keep just giving me money? <laughs> you you're just gonna keep giving me money? And I was like, wow, okay. That, I, I mean, I thought we were having some progress here. <laughs> and he said, look at your gut. He goes, we're not having any progress here. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm six months in, like I'm trying, like I, you know, like look, I'm putting forth the effort. And he says, no, 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 what are you eating really? Popeyes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That was good. What are you really eating, Tomas? And that's when it clicked. That's when it started to click. It's like, Tomas, if you don't stay in the process, you can't get progress. And for your employees, everybody here, you have employees, right? Those are your business owners, right? This is a conversation that you have to have with them because if they're not seeing progress, it's typically because they've disengaged from the process. They're following their own system. They're trying to do it their own way. And that's where we have to come in and work on it, not in it, right? And so acquire the steps to the value cycle. Woo, remember what did I tell you about this one? I said, you really gotta put a, you gotta put a star by this one. Now this comes from an amazing book. Um, John Maxwell fans, any John Maxwell fans? Okay, good. Have you read 15 Laws of Growth? Woo, that's a good one. Okay, I do masterminds on this book. And if you ever want to do a mastermind, hit me up on my, my website. Uh, but we do masterminds on this book, and it is fantastic. But one of the things I've learned, I've read this book 10 times. 10 times I've read the book. This concept just popped out of me for the first time after reading it 10 times. And I have a video on tm3impact.com forward slash Bernie. So what is the value cycle? What is the value cycle? Number one. 
The value cycle starts here. You must see value in yourself. This is critical. You have to see value in who you are and what you bring to the table. Now for business owners, typically this is not a hard thing. We see value in ourselves, right? How about your employees? How about the people around you? Are they seeing value in themselves? Because that's really important. They have to see it within themselves. Can we tell somebody they're great, they're great, you got potential, potential, oh, you're so good. You got so much potential, potential. But if they don't see it, right? It just, it just doesn't compute. They have to feel it and see it. Now, once you get to this point where you see value in yourself, guess what happens? You must add value to yourself. Now, this is a cycle, right? You see that you have value, and now you move to the step where you start adding more value to yourself because you know I'm a person of value, and I need to fill my cup up. I got to fill it up. And I always give the analogy. You know, as leaders, you know, our cup can start to get a little empty, right? You know, through life, you know, it can start to go low, right? But because you see value in yourself, what do you do? You come to the Bernie Business Conference so that you can add more value to yourself. And then what happens to your cup? It starts to fill up. Because you see value in yourself, you know you should be here, and now your cup starts filling out. But now when you keep adding value, guess what happens? You move to the next step. And what's that? Now you can start adding value to others. Now, here's the thing. This is, this is the one thing that leaders keep this in mind. If you are very negative with yourself, if you've got that negative self-talk, right, that, that, that where you're just kind of like always like, oh, man, I'm, I'm terrible, I'm awful. Oh. I'm, not, I'm talking there's a difference between vulnerability and just being really down on yourself, right? Your people, they will see that you don't value yourself. And more than likely, you're probably not going to add value to yourself. And then if you try to skip these two steps and add value to others, they're going to be like, mm, don't put that on me. I don't want that. It's important that you see value and you add value to yourself. Number four, channel the best in others. So this was uh, Live to Lead. I do this amazing event with John Maxwell every year. It's a, a live simulcast where John speaks. Uh, we had Rachel Hollis. Who's a Rachel Hollis fan? Any Rachel Hollis fans? She was one of the speakers. Uh, Chris Hogan with uh, uh, Dave Ramsey. He was off the chart amazing. Marcus Buckingham. He was one of the founders of Strength Finders. Do you know what Strength Finders is? Hello. It's unbelievable. Okay. And he was one of the main researchers for Strength Finders. So Marcus Buckingham, all of these people are speaking. But John Maxwell says, you know, we got to get the best out of others. And if you go to my website, tm3impact.com forward slash Bernie, I have this video that I did a Mindset Monday on where I talk about getting the best out of our kids. But you're going to see this is not just about our kids. The first one here, you want to get the best out of others, you need to believe in them. You've got to believe in them. Now, we all know what that looks like. We all know what that feels like when somebody believes in us, you know? 
Like, like my mom, when, 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 if you're, any of y'all heard my net story, when I talk about basketball and I couldn't touch the net and I came home and I told my mom I want to quit and my mom said, you need to go tell your coach I'm not quitting because it doesn't matter if I can't touch the net, I'm going to keep playing. My mom was believing in me and that literally made all the difference in the world. We have to do that for our team. We have to do that for our employees, for our people around us. We got to believe in them. But the next part of that is now we got to encourage them. Now, have you ever tried to encourage someone you don't believe in? See, some of y'all are giggling because you know what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, great job on that report. It's really good. Right? If you don't believe in someone, it's going to be really difficult to encourage them. So you've got to start with the first step. You've got to believe in them. And now, you see how this connects to kids really well? You see how this connects to your kids? But this really, really is about the people around you. It's the people that you mentor. You've got to believe in them. You've got to encourage them. And the next step, you've got to show them. And this show is so important because the show is all about modeling. It's all about modeling. And now, anybody here have a bad boss? Raise your hand if you've had a bad boss. And if they're sitting next to you, keep your hand down. Now, give, me, give your hand down, okay? Just. So we've, we've all been in that situation where we've had a bad boss. Can we all agree to that, right? We've all been in that situation, right? And you're like, I wouldn't model this person if my life depended on it. I just, I got to do the opposite, right? Now, I will tell you, understand this, because this is something I, I, I believe that this is something I need to I share with you. That boss is actually teaching you a lesson. That person is showing you what not to do. And that lesson can be just as powerful as having the best boss in the world because you know wherever I go my next stop, it won't be like that one, okay? But, but for us, when we want to channel the best out of others, we have to show people. It's not just telling. A lot of times we want to tell right? It's like, hey, go do that. And then we don't want to show them how to do it. We have to show people. We have to model. For our kids, we have to model this. I realize how important this is with my son, Enzo. We have to model this. It's so important. And then last but not least, now you got to train. Now, if you follow these steps, let's think through these steps. You believe in them. You're encouraging them. You're showing them. And then you get to the point where you're modeling it. And then when they come back by and you actually sit them down and say, hey, now let me train you because I've showed you how to do it. I've encouraged you. But, but, but I need to teach you that this, this, this wasn't done right. Now, are they going to hear that from somebody that believes in them, that encourages them, that's been modeling? Are they going to hear it? And the answer is yes. But now let's take that back. Let's imagine you don't believe, you don't encourage, you don't show them, and now you want to train them. And here, this is what they're doing to you. This is exactly what they're, they don't want to hear you. Because you know, they don't feel like you believe in them. This is a way to win in life big time. Bring out the best in others. Last but not least, all right, I'm right on time. This is working out great, Gabe. Yeah, we're going to get to that happy hour. I love it. All right, health is wealth. Number five, last one. I'm, a, I, I, I'm big on this. I do a lot of mindsets on fitness, health. I, I talk about this quite a bit because I think it's really, really important. Because your 
ability to gain wealth is going to be connected to your health. It's really going to be connected to how healthy you are and how much you take care of yourself. Now, anybody uh, runners? Am I runners? Anybody in here run? I got two runners. I like it. Three. We got three runners. <laughs> now, the, now, watch, now watch this. This is funny. Who here hates running? All right. Now the people, if you love running, raise your hand. You love it. Okay. We got, okay. We got two. I love it. Three, four. All right. Good. Everybody look at them and say, boo. Boo. <laughs> Here's the thing about running, right? Running is one of those things that it's like, you know, some people was like, I, I'd rather you punch me in the face than me go run outside right now. You know, like this morning we ran after boxing. So we did our boxing workout, burned about five, 600 calories. And then my buddy goes, hey, let's go run. And so then we go outside and run, wind chill, ridiculous. And the whole time I'm running, I'm like, this ain't fun. <laughs> it's not fun, right? But here's the thing. I want you to understand that health is wealth. And if you go back to engaging in the process, remember the process, right? Because if, if I told everybody in here, guess what? I'm gonna challenge everybody in here to run a marathon. Everybody in here, you're gonna, you're, you need to run a marathon. Most of, I, I see the eyes, I already saw it like, mm, 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 mm. I already see it, right? In your mind, you're looking at me going, that's the dumbest idea he's ever said. He's got these five points, but I don't wanna run a marathon, right? The thing is, is that it's not the marathon itself, what you're afraid of is the process. You're not afraid of the marathon. You know that it's going to take a lot of work to get to the marathon. So we get scared by anything that has process in it. Are you with me? And especially when it comes to fitness, we get really scared by that. But what I want to challenge you with is this, is that we got to set a goal. You need to set a goal. In two weeks, I'll be in Vegas. Now, Vegas is a terrible place to run a marathon. Just, I'm just putting that out there right now. Just letting you know that right now. I've done two half marathons there on the Strip. It's really, really cool. But I'm attempting to do something that I haven't done. I'm attempting to run the full marathon in Vegas, right? I set the goal. Now, here's the thing about setting a goal. You got to eliminate excuses. You got to eliminate excuses. Now, when I get to Vegas, do you think there's going to be any temptation? <laughs> I mean, you know, is there going to be anything that's going to distract me from maybe going to run for 26.2 miles? I mean, it's going to be quite a bit that's going to distract me. But I want to tell you about this, this picture, because I set a goal that I was going to run a marathon. And I ran San Antonio and I get to mile eight and I started making excuses. Because in San Antonio, anybody run the full marathon in San Antonio? Has anybody done the full? So in San Antonio, you know, as you get to, you start getting close to the Alamo Dome, you know, as you start getting close there, there's the break. And there's the half, and then the full. <laughs> and you can, you know it's coming because I've done it many, I've done it three times. I've done the half three times, and you know it's coming. And so at mile eight, I was like, my knees hurt. I don't think I can do the full. Nope, I can't do the full. And then I run a little bit, and I was like, no, my knees don't hurt. And I was like, you know, your back, you've got back issues, Tomas. Your back hurts. <laughs> and I literally started going through every possible excuse to run the half 
instead of running the full. And if you've ever been in that transition, you kind of, you feel it. And I know, guess what's going to happen in Vegas? The same thing happens in Vegas, except you're on the strip and you can see the stinking, like the end of the race, which is even worse. So I'm, I'm definitely not looking forward to that. But I want to share something with you. The more excuses that I started pulling out, I just kept, okay, nope, nope. I kept eliminating and kept eliminating. And the next thing I know, I passed the half marathon. I get to mile 16, 17, and I'm just enjoying my music, and I'm just enjoying it. And I end up on the river walk, and the river walk is like this, by the way. If you go the south river walk, it's literally, I'm like, how do they have hills down here? It's supposed to be flat. Like, but I made it, and at one point, mile 23, you know Rob, did y'all see Rob today? Rob and my friend Wesley come riding up in scooters. Now, I want you to imagine this, okay? Think about this for a second. I'm running, and all of a sudden, I see two dudes coming down the, like, the road on scooters, coming right for me, and they pull up, and they're like, dude, you're going to actually do it. Like, we're really shocked. Like, I can't believe you're actually going to do it. <laughs> and I remember this moment so clearly, because, I, I mean, my my emotional state literally transformed seeing them because it wasn't like I was down in the dumps, but I was just like, okay, I got like five more miles to go. You know, I got three or four miles to go. But here were my friends on these scooters rolling up towards me and they were encouraging me and telling me I could do it. And like, come on, you got this. There's a water station in like two miles. You got this. And I passed the finish line. I finished my first marathon. It was awesome. It was awesome. The experience of that really was incredible. But here's what I want you to know. The process to get to this picture took almost three years. Took almost three years, okay? Because I was afraid of the idea. I had a rope around my leg, and I had been telling myself limiting beliefs. It's a long race. You've never run more than 14. I had this rope around my leg and I was conditioned to believe that, well, if you only run 14 miles, you can't run 26. That's not a good idea, but I was conditioned to believe. And so over time, I slowly started to pull that rope and I finally, once I passed that half marathon and I got to mile 14, 15, I said, now, what am I gonna tell my son if I quit now? What am I gonna tell Enzo? And I finished that race, and it was awesome. And so we come to this point as we wrap up is that, you know, today we all have decisions to make, right? We have the five ways that you can win in life and business. But I want to share this with you is that you today is saying, okay, I've got some dreams. I've got some goals. I've got some things that I want to accomplish. And I just want to tell you, you have permission to go after whatever it is that you want. There's nothing holding you back. There's no rope that's holding you back. You have all the strength. You have everything you need as long as you stay in the process. As long as you're willing to stay in the process, future you later on is going to go, man, I'm so glad you finished that marathon. Man, I'm so glad you keep running even though you don't like it. Because future you is counting on you to stay in the process. So if you notice, look on your uh, paper there. Did you see what we spelled? We spelled reach. 
In order for you today to get to the future you that you want, you're going to have to put in the effort. You're going to have to reach for what it is you want. You put these five principles, and here's the thing. Do you think you should run outside and go do all five? Just pick one. Pick one. Work on that one that you really want to work on for you. Work on that and move forward. And this, I, you know, I saw this quote today. Look at this quote. Success is never about the chosen few. It's about the few who choose. It's about the few who choose that they're going to reach and they're not going to be like Homer and say, that's a problem for future Homer. No, no, no. They're going to look at future you and say, you know what? I'm coming for you and I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better today so that future you will be celebrating. Now, this is the site that we created. It is tm3impact.com forward slash Bernie. Here are all the videos that we have, have kind of curated just for this talk. I want to thank, thank you, Kim. This was an honor to be here with you today. Let's go have a happy hour. Thank you.